Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Tuesday. This is Seattle Now. People are lucky to be alive after a door plug flew off a Boeing 737 MAX 9 three miles from the ground on Alaska Flight 1232 Friday night. Late Monday evening, the National Transportation Safety Board's Jennifer Hamandy said they're still investigating. We cannot tell you at this time how or why. We do not have that information. We will have that information. It's going to take time and we're going to have to analyze the components and the door plug in our lab to be able to figure out how this happened and why this happened. There are big questions for Boeing, Alaska Airlines and others after the chaotic incident unfolded on a flight out of Portland. The Air Current reports more loose bolts have been found on 737 MAX 9 planes operated by Alaska and United. Seattle Times aerospace reporter Dominic Gates is here to help us understand what happened and what might come next. I'll talk with him in a minute. But first, let's get you caught up. The Huskies' stellar season ends with their first and only loss of the year in the national championship game to the Michigan Wolverines. In their final game as part of the Pac-12 Conference, Huskies lost to the University of Michigan 34-13. They'll join the Big Ten next season, and they'll play Michigan again in October. Still, a fantastic season for the Dogs, even if it didn't end how they wanted. There is a blizzard warning in effect for the Olympic and Cascade Mountains. The system is expected to dump several feet of snow. Travel through the passes is treacherous. WashDOT says don't do it unless your vehicle is prepared to handle blizzard conditions. Closer to the city, expect heavy rain and strong winds with temperatures in the 40s for now, but it's supposed to get a lot colder. King County will expand access to cold weather shelters starting tomorrow. We'll drop a link for weather resources in the show notes. And Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell wants to add more dense housing to Seattle's Magnolia neighborhood. Harrell wants to double the number of units currently planned for Fort Lawton to 500. The proposal for the site near Discovery Park includes affordable housing and permanent supportive housing for veterans and seniors who have experienced homelessness. The plan would require additional environmental review and approval from the city council. The National Transportation Safety Board is leading the investigation into the event aboard Alaska Airlines Flight 1282. The Boeing 737 MAX 9 was forced to make an emergency landing at Portland International Airport Friday. At a press conference over the weekend, the NTSB's Jennifer Hamadi said the plane was in its early ascent, just minutes out of PDX, headed to Ontario, California. When she said flight attendants on board described the beginning of a chaotic and violent event. They heard a bang. They hear a bang. They immediately put on their oxygen masks. Uh, At the time there is a bang, the door flies open. There is a quick reference checklist that's laminated uh, in front of them. The laminated checklist flies out the door. The hole left by an approximately two-by-four-foot-wide door plug that detached. It was found in a Portland teacher's backyard. Thank you, Bob. Bob, I will not give you Bob's last name, uh, but Bob contacted us at witness at ntsb.gov with two photos of the uh, door plug. 
Yesterday, other debris from the plane was found, a plastic window frame and a headrest. And the Seattle Times reports a Vancouver, Washington man found an iPhone that flew out of the plane, still working. There's a lot more to learn. Seattle Times aerospace reporter Dominic Gates is here to help us understand some of what we do know. Hi, Dominic. Hi, Patricia. Thanks. Happy to talk with you. Dominic, this terrifying situation played out Friday evening about five minutes after this flight took off from PDX. What did passengers experience? Well, I just talked today to someone representing a mother and a teenager sitting in the row ahead of where the hole opened up. And it was absolutely terrifying for both of them. The the 15-year-old had his shirt ripped off. His seat was twisted back towards the hole. And they're very emotionally distraught. The chair of the NTSB in her first press conference said that we don't often talk about psychological injury, but she was sure that it had happened in this case and and described the what happened as truly terrifying. I mean, mm. uh, people would have been worried not only about getting sucked out and lack of air, but also like thinking, is the plane going to crash? So it's incredibly fortunate that this didn't happen further up uh, it was only halfway towards its cruise altitude. It was at 16,000 feet. If it had happened higher up, people would have unbuckled their seatbelts, perhaps been walking around. The flight attendants would have been coming down with snacks or whatever. It could have been a much worse tragedy. And we're very lucky that no one was seriously injured. But certainly there was a lot of scary psychological moments for the people sitting in that plane. Were there any early indications of trouble with this plane? It turns out that the the pilots on this particular jet the previous day had reported some intermittent warnings, warning lights going on intermittently, indicating a depressurization issue, which in hindsight looks like there was some kind of small leak going on. However, that was dealt, you know, it was written up by the pilots Alaska's maintenance people looked at it. I talked to the the head of engineering maintenance at Alaska Airlines. He said the write-ups were dealt with according to FAA regulations. And But I think Alaska will have some questions to answer because there were enough previous reports of, of previous write-ups of faults that seemed to indicate something that Alaska actually ordered that the plane not be allowed to operate what's called an ETOPS flight, which means an extended flight over water. In other words, Alaska barred this plane from flying to Hawaii, but cleared it to fly to California. Now, with hindsight, that those earlier indications perhaps should have been looked at more closely, but we don't know. Uh, the head of engineering maintenance at Alaska told me that the write-ups that had come in were relatively routine, that these things happen occasionally. There was no total red flag that, that required them to ground it. But there was the red flag that told them we're not going to fly to Hawaii. So now that will all be the maintenance records will be studied very closely by the NTSB and questions asked about that. Dominic, you've been reporting on Boeing for years. So I'm curious, 
I, I wonder if the company at this point, after all of these high-profile safety incidents in recent years, I wonder if Boeing is in danger of losing the public's trust. Is that an issue? Well, of course, there's a lot of reputational damage been done in the last four years. Um, and this extraordinary incident is is another blow to Boeing. And, then, and the fact is, Boeing was beginning to hope that things had turned around. Last year was a bad year for defects and quality control issues, specifically from Spirit Aerosystems in Wichita making the max fuselage. They had three major incidents last year that caused Boeing to pause deliveries. In April, they had a problem with the fittings that hold on the vertical tail, and that delayed deliveries for a couple of months. In August, they found a defect in the aft pressure bulkhead, which is a critical piece at the back of the cabin that maintains air pressure. And uh, that held up deliveries for a couple of months. Then in December, they found another problem and had had to put out a statement uh, or an instruction that everybody should be checking the the bolts on the rudder because there were some the inspections had found some loose bolts. So each of these incidents has been a real problem for Boeing. It's all been traced back to quality control issues at Spirit Aerosystems. I mean, that caused the CEO of Spirit to be fired in October. He was fired in early October and replaced by former Boeing executive Pat Shanahan, who once oversaw the Renton factory that builds the 737. But those incidents were behind them. Boeing had begun to ramp up production again. And so there was this hope that in 2024, they could finally leave all that behind them and begin to ramp up and try to catch Airbus again. So what uh, what a, an incredible setback this is. This plug, it's not, it's not actually exclusive to the MAX. The, the former version of the 737 before the MAX, the, the largest version of it is called the 737-900ER. It has exactly the same door plug. They've been using it for the last uh, more than 15 years. So this is the first time this has happened. But it's it's the latest in a train of quality defects that is a terrible blow to Boeing's reputation. And, and especially with, when this happens, it's an actual plane in the air with passengers aboard that could have been a real tragedy if they'd been up higher. So, I mean, this really gets attention. And that's why the CEO of Boeing has called this safety meeting, an all-employee meeting, to, uh, to talk about it. Dominic, this is a company that has a reputation for high-quality airplanes. I need to ask if something has changed. Boeing historically had the highest reputation for integrity and engineering prowess. Their planes were always considered high-quality. The reputational damage from the MAX crashes has, of course, changed people's view and it is true that there are so many Boeing people in the Puget Sound region, so many retired Boeing people, generations of families have worked there. And I hear all the time from people writing into me that it's not the way it used to be. And they blame the McDonnell Douglas merger, which brought a series of top executives from McDonnell Douglas to run Boeing. And that happened in 1997. So we're talking 25 years ago. And it's true that that merger and those executives brought a much more profit-focused philosophy to the company. 
But to me, what what is one of the most damaging things that has happened over the last 20 years that I've been covering Boeing is the way top executives have alienated the workforce here. They have constantly, every time there's, they've brought out a new airplane, starting with a 787, but including right up to the max, every time they've brought a new one, they've threatened to do, do the work elsewhere. They've threatened the people here to take the work away. They've outsourced work all over the place. They've set up a new assembly plant on the East Coast. They have, for 20 years, been telling the people here that they're replaceable. And I think that's been very damaging to the company very damaging in that it's the people here that build them and design them that have created that historical legacy. And so I think Boeing, after the two crashes, the tragedies that killed 346 people on the MAX, there has been a a lot of changes at the FAA. There's much more rigor in scrutiny and oversight. And within Boeing, obviously now there's more attention to safety. But when we see all these uh, defects coming out last year through their supply chain, clearly they still don't have a fix on getting it right. So it's troubled times at Boeing. It has been now for four years. They're trying to right the ship and they're not quite there yet. Dominic Gates, aerospace reporter for the Seattle Times. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Patricia. Good to talk with you. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now, and extra thanks to the generous listeners who financially support this show. Today's episode was produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez. Our production team also includes Claire McGrain, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Vaughn Jones. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. I want to start by thanking Bob, who all of the media successfully outed. Um, But Bob apparently was a star with all his students today. Um, I, I, I really want to thank... Uh, the community overall.